I would like to say before this episode gets started, please bear with me. And I have not processed these emotions out loud. I am releasing these emotions. This episode is a very, very, very vulnerable episode. I'm learning to talk more, to express myself more. I have this habit of constantly, constantly, constantly second-guessing myself and being inconsistent. I'm just ready to make peace with all this baggage that I still carry with me today at 29. And the best way for me to release this is to invite one of my family members on here. Um, And that way I can hear her story, she can hear my story, and we can hear each other's story. And hopefully us being vulnerable with you guys will help you guys open up and be able to release your demons. Um, I'm ready to release them. And I think my cousin is ready to release hers as well. So this is hard for me, guys. I'm a very private person. I express myself very loudly, but at the same time, my deepest, darkest emotions and just I'm releasing it to the world today. And it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary, but I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) So without further ado, Let me introduce my big cousin, Kenya. Kenya, say what's up to the hipsters. Hey, what's up, everybody? And this is a safe, judgment-free zone. I hate to say it, but it's true. Growing up, me and my cousin Kenya were distant. We were distant cousins. And I always wanted to know your story. Why did you stay away? Why do you not really interact with the family? Like, what was your experience growing up? Because... My experience was, I feel like I was the annoying little cousin that no one wants to hang out with. Honestly, for my hipsters that don't know, I am a Black trans woman. I never really wanted to make my sexual orientation a topic on my podcast, simply because I didn't want that to interfere with the message that I'm trying to get. But in my journey... And in my experience, I have to speak about that side because educational purposes. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings when I say this because I'm saying it with genuine love. And I know that you are going to be saying this with genuine love. (laughs) Oh, my God. What I have learned, um, come to learn to this day, it's that what we go through, it's our experience. And there's always three sides to every story, right? There's... Um, our side, the other person's side, and then what really actually happened. But what's important is how it affected us individually. So although it may hurt someone else, or it may not actually have happened that way, it's how our heart, our brain, how our life interpreted that. So as long as you own it and be respectful about it, I think you need to be honest with it, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Thank you for that. If I am being completely honest, I'm not saying that this was everyone in my family. I felt like I was pushed to the wolves, but I was always reminded, you know, I love you. You know, I love you, but it was never shown. The love was never shown. 
only thing I always got was people talking about me behind my back, my business being spread around like wildfire. I have kept my distance because my family accepts me, but they do not support me. And it's not everyone. So when I say my family is all, it's not a whole collective, it's certain people. I'm sorry, I'm talking so fast. I talk really fast when I get really nervous or I talk too much when I get really nervous. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> don't, be, don't be nervous, but I think that's why you are the only one of my cousins or to say you and my sister are the only ones I talk to in our family up to this day. Um, and, you know, our communication is new. And I feel, um, <clears throat> I can't say I feel exactly how you feel or felt, but I can definitely relate. I left home for the very same reasons you did. I didn't fit in. And it, it wasn't, I was trying to be what everybody else wanted me to be. Um, the smart one, the pretty girl, you know, this, you know, um, the one who didn't party, I didn't drink. And unfortunately, um, you know, there was a tragedy in our family and died very, you know, early. And so my mom had to step up and, and go from like being a sister to kind of like a mom, you know, kind of a mom role to my aunt, your mom. And they had, to me, in my eyes, and like I said, this is my version, could be right, could be wrong, whatever, but I just felt like it was, they were more of a mom daughter than I was. And I was, my mom had me when she was 15. And, um, you know, one time I, I came home early from school and I had asked her and she said, I was like, you act like you know, you're mad that you had me. And she's like, well, you're the one that made me a mom. And it kind of like, whoa, like, damn, I didn't ask you, you know, to bring me into the world. But I always felt like I was out of place. So I can definitely relate with what you're saying. So, and I wanted to leave as soon as I turned 18, but I was pregnant. And I wanted to go away to school, but I was told you can't go away to school with a child, this, that, the other. And that's a whole different story. But um, I wanted to go away, you know, to to find myself, to be the strong person that I knew I could be once I got out of the surroundings. And unfortunately, that didn't happen until much later, to many years later, and I left. But that's the main reason why I stay away, too, is because I don't stand. And I, I, I'm not a phony person. I never have been. Yes. Um, besides my hair, my nails, and my, you know, my makeup and stuff like that. Other than that, I'm real. And I don't, um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, family or not. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And I'm not going to be around people that, um, as you say, trigger me. And our family, I don't know. I, I just never felt protected. I felt like I yeah. was everyone's punching bag. And I realized, and how I make peace with that is everyone had their own shit going on. And I realized that um, we wasn't really taught how to love and nurture Mm -hmm. and embrace, you know? And I think with me, I'm a lover, you know, I am a nurturer. I Mm -hmm. love to uplift my people. And Mm -hmm. even with my mom, 
just to piggyback on what you said earlier, my mom lost her mom at the age of 15. And growing up, even still sometimes as an adult now, I feel like my mom, I feel like she she hadn't healed from that pain of losing her mother at such a young age. Um, how can I say this? Um, <laughs> I kind of <laughs> think I know where you're going with this. She, I'm sorry. Say it. No, just say she, it. I mean, I feel like growing up, my mother pushed me away a lot because the hatred that she had for my father, whatever their toxicness was, um, I felt like I was a constant reminder of my father. My father's goofy like me. I have his gap, his whole personality. Everything I'm expressing right now, I've talked to my mother about it and she has apologized for it. I'm just acknowledging it out loud to process the emotions because I'm still healing from it because it hurt me, you know? My mother has been there for me, but sometimes that emotional connection, I feel like I don't have my mother. And I feel like I was robbed of that because her mom died at such a young age and she wasn't given, you know, she didn't have enough time with her mom to get that nurturing love and support, you know? It's still hurtful sometimes because even still at 29, I still yearn for that love a mother gives her newborn child. I don't really know my mom's struggles and what she has battled in life. And I think sometimes maybe if I know her story more, I can understand her more. So I can make peace with certain decisions that affected me growing up, you know? Another thing I'm healing from is I was molested growing up as a kid by multiple Mm -hmm. people. And I feel like I was never, I feel like that's a trigger for me as far as my mental health, as far as how I take care of my body, how I take care of me and my mental health. Um, I've always buried it in the back of my mind and made like a joke of it. Like, you know what, you know, this is what it is, you know? And I realized it really affected me in my dating life. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, my nickname was Fat Ass growing up, okay? (laughs) Was it? No. Bitch, yes. Yes, I remember, yeah, it offended me. I had to speak up because like, when it's multiple people, and then especially when it's at school, you can tease at school, and then you come home and your family's doing it. It's like, well, damn, bitch, where's my safe space? So a couple things. Um, <clears throat> one, um, like, you know, like I said, there's always different sides to every story. Um, as far as your childhood, as far as when I was around and growing up, and your mom, she loved you to death. I mean, like, every time you would fall, she was there. I mean, she did. Um, so I do want to say that because I know I saw that genuine love for you. Um, one thing that has, has helped me, like, um, I wouldn't say I'm still healing, but to, um, acknowledge my past and to accept that it is my past is that parents do the best that they can with what they have and what they know at that particular time. And that took a long time for me to say, because I've always believed that if you lay down and make a child, it's your responsibility to get your ass up and take care of that child, right? right? And to give them everything that you didn't have and to give them the world, you know, like 
whatever you whatever it takes for you to give them better and more than what you had that's your responsibility and i agree with you 100 percent, Giselle. it's your responsibility to i mean a parent's responsibility i'm sorry to protect your child and that i think that's why you and i have an energy together because i was molested as a child i was raped <laughs> when i was in early in high school and um I went to someone in the family. They were like, you know, you're getting depressed. You know, what's going on? And, um, you, know, you know, you just don't seem like yourself. And I broke down and I said, what happened? But because I was the skinny, cute girl that all the boys like to hang out with and, you know, this, that, and the other. And I was a tomboy. I didn't know back then that you hang out with a lot of boys. You know, people think you this, you know, think you're easy and this, that, and the other. Yeah. I just thought I was... You know, and so <clears throat> I will never forget the remark that was made to me was like, um, well, you hang out with nothing but boys. And, this, and I was like, what? And so what my response to that was, I started writing poetry about suicide, started trying to kill myself. And a lot of people don't know this, um, but I was out of school for about 30, 45 days. And people think that I was out of school. They was like, oh, she was pregnant at this time. I actually had a breakdown and was actually put in the hospital because um, I never forget, and it's the day that my mom told me that I'm the one made her a mom because my school called her and was like, hey, um, another student brought some <clears throat> poems to the office and Kenya's just talking about killing herself. And um, they called me down to the office and they were like, um, did you try to commit suicide? I was like, yes. And, you know, and they said, are you going to do it again? I was like, I don't know, maybe. And so they called my mom and told me that I had to go home and I needed to talk to a counselor. My mom was pissed. She met me at the house because I went to school really far out. <clears throat> she met me at the house and, um, you know, she slapped me for embarrassing her and this, that, and the other. And of course, because school required it, I had to go you know, get evaluated. And the lady was like, well, what did you do? I was like, oh, well, I sleep with a knife under my bed and I took Tylenol, you know, a bunch of Tylenol. She's like, well, if I let you go home, are you going to do it again? I was like, yes. And so they ended up, so that's, that's how it all started, but I ended up in the hospital. And um, <clears throat> so I know what it's like in my instance, different time, you know, because I'm older than you to, to feel not protected and to not have your family have your back. And I remember, I wasn't in Chicago, but I remember when I was told that a couple of things. <clears throat> so I love, I love my family. Let me say that. I love, it's one of those things. I love you, but I may not like you kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, I love my family. And I'm going to say that much to start off. But there was a couple of things that kind of pissed me off, if I can be frank. Um, when I heard what had happened to you, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, one, why? Well, at that time, you had not came out. So I was like, well, why is he walking to school by himself? Or, you know, why is, you know, you were so young. And if I remember it correctly. <clears throat> and then the other thing that kind of, pissed me off but it wasn't really my place but I did let it be known that how I felt is as you know in our family we had we had another member of our family that was gay 
Yeah. And, um, and so when you came out and I heard the reactions you were getting, I was, I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, so that kind of, that was another reason why, because I remember when I saw you, when my mom passed and you asked me and you explained to me that um, people in my family wanted to get close to me. I don't believe in half-assing, you know, I don't believe to each his own. It's always been what I believe by, you know, um, you believe you do you, right? As long as you're on the fringe on me and mine, we're cool, right? If I'm yeah. down with it, let's, let's do it. But <clears throat> just, you let people be, you know what I'm saying? You don't judge. It's not my place to judge anybody. And so what should have been, in my opinion, was a conversation like if any of my kids, like I told, you know, my children, I was like, if, you know, you, you, whoever you fall in love with, that's you. If you choose to be gay, that's you. If you choose to be straight, that's you. Just make sure you respect yourself and they respect you. And that's how I've always believed. And that's how I raise my kids. You know, I'm also like a, you know, I call my, my daughter a flower child because I raised my kids with all the love and nurturing that I didn't get. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's another reason why I stayed away. And so I, I understand your pain and your healing, but you by no means owe anybody any apologies. Um, I do think that you... As a kid, you did have a lot of freedom, which wasn't okay. But you always was a jolly kid. Like you always laugh, always laugh. And it was like, it was to the point, it's like, it was kind of annoying because I'm like, oh, I'm like, go, you know, go. Because yeah. like you always, you always wanted to play. You always, and, and, and I have one of my grandsons is like that. Like, it's just like you always smiles. All, like it takes something to see that person cry, like, you know, and I, and that's a good thing. You want that in the world, people that are happy. And yes, I do think that you could have been protected more. And I think that's what a lot of parents make their mistakes is that we get caught up in what we're going through and the shit that's happening to us, be it our boyfriend, our husband, our fiance, or just our fuck buddy, whoever, like we get caught up in how they're treating us and don't realize that child that's sitting there soaking all this energy, all this up and it's affecting their life. And you don't even realize it at that point. So, yeah. yeah. And to piggyback off what you just said, let me first off say this. I'm so sorry with the experience and I know firsthand it's crazy. The same thing happened to me. Um, a family member told my elders and I was told that I was lying because I wanted to come out the closet mm -hmm. basically. And it was so hurtful because that was my experience. And mm -hmm. it was other instances that happened and I never got help for those situations. I was taken advantage of from the age of five until probably 12, you know, until I got the voice to say no, you know, because sometimes when you're in that traumatic state of mind, it's like, it still hurts sometimes. I'm still healing from that because I feel like honestly, I was gay. So everyone pushed me away because especially the older people, like I feel like everyone knew. So like I have this, so why not educate me? Why not just say, hey, you're different. And when you get older, you're gonna know what that means. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. That's the even, part that I'm saying. Yeah. And even when I transitioned, I did it. Like it was so crazy. Like I ain't gonna lie, like I never expressed this to you, but it hurt. Like we were never really close, but it was like, damn, this is my cousin. And like, 
even like you and your oldest daughter, I was related to y'all because we're like flowers. We're like very, we're like hippies down to earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yes>. like, <laughs> we're like hippies and shit. Like, we're happy. Like we go, we go through our shit, but bitch, fuck that shit. Where's the blonde? Let's have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, not even smoke, but you know what I'm saying? We're going to have a good time. <laughs> and, right. But even going back home, it was like, damn, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't like going home because it's like, damn, mm -hmm. I'm walking back to the same people who hurt me. And luckily when I had cancer, I was able to heal certain situations um, at home. But is I feel you on that. I don't like being fake. Don't sit here and talk about me. Like, I know, bitch, it was a phone call <laughs> with the whole family when I started transitioning, when people found out. I know I was the topic of discussion, you know. But the same thing was, no one really asked me, like, bitch, are you okay? Like, bitch, this is going to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Gave me advice. Like, oh, bitch, I'm here, you know. Like, I contemplated suicide on several occasions, several occasions. Even when my cousin committed suicide, that hurt me because I, we wasn't talking because we stopped talking because he didn't fuck with me because I was gay. And I made peace that I respected him or whatever. Yeah, I my cousin, the, the, the original three, I'm not going to say their name, but the original three, mm -hmm. I, they stopped fucking with me because I'm gay. And that was the most hurtfulest thing because... We would bear our souls to each other. You know, we grew up with our fathers. Our mothers was, you know, <laughs> something to deal with. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I felt like they deserted me. But sometimes I feel like I deserted them in a way too. So I can't put all the blame on them. But sometimes I feel like I deserted them in different aspects. But I, when you give me a certain energy and you you make me feel uncomfortable, I distance myself. I'm not going to force myself to be somewhere that I'm not wanted. Hell, with your mom, you know, we had our home role, just how she used to talk to me and certain things like that. And I had to make peace. And I also had to understand her and the kind of life that she lived, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, that generation, they didn't break generational curses. So the same treatment her mom gave her, she did, you know, mm -hmm. unfortunately to others. And it, even with my mom, it's like, I can hold you accountable for those actions, but I have to make peace with it because it's unfortunate, but I have the right to choose who I spend my time with, who I right. surround myself with, you know. And I'm kind of glad you said that because that's another thing I have pushed down as a trigger is that part right there. My family on both sides, my mom's side and my dad's side, no one really protected me. Even when I came out, even when I was going through the situation, no one really checked on me. Even still to this day, like, I don't, like, I talk to a handful of people in our family. If they need me, I'm there, but at the same time, like, I'm a realist. So therefore, if I have a problem with you, bitch, we finna talk it out and we're gonna make peace with it and dead that shit. Right. I, for real, I don't got time. I don't got time for you being mad at me for 1993. Mm -hmm. Like, bitch, fuck that. Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Yeah, I think in our family, no one wanted to talk about what was happening. And I'm so sorry. A lot of the stuff that you're saying today, I didn't know. Same here. <clears throat> our family didn't say, hey, you know, um, Giselle's having this problem or Kenya's having this problem. Let's see how we can come together. It was more like, you won't believe what so-and-so is yeah, doing. Yeah, it was more so messy. I'm I'm not a, it was a gossip and I don't like to gossip, which is why I didn't answer the phone. I'm like, you can text me, <laughs> you can email me, <laughs> but yeah. don't, I don't want to be on the phone with, 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 with gossiping. That's not who I am. I've never been like that. And um, I remember a couple things I told you when I found out that um, when you, I found out that you were coming out, I'm like, okay, you know, just have a conversation about the shit in the world, you know, like to make, make her strong. And I don't know if you knew this, but I've also had, I had a, 
a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. and um I was truly in love and I never forget when I thought it was gonna be the hardest conversation and I don't know if this is around the time that you came out or not um because I think you were still relatively young when I left Chicago but um <clears throat> I remember I was like mom I got something to tell you and she's like you're dating a woman I was like yep okay that's it <laughs> I'll let you know, you know, um, but it was, it was hard because our family, it was like, when you opened your mouth, all eyes are on you. Like, are you, are they judging you? Like that? How did I look like this? And I think that's a lot of the stuff that I went through. Um, like I used to be really small <clears throat> and a lot of the abuse and stuff that I went through, I tried to take away and hide because I got raped. I've been molested. I was raped twice. I um, went through domestic violence for like 18 years. And then I got into another abusive relationship. And, you know, everybody, the one thing that I can say about my relationships are nobody thought that I was true even in the ones where I was not cheating or anything. And so I got beat down so much about somebody looking at me or me looking at somebody or me doing the wrong thing that I just let myself go and become totally unhealthy. And when I came back to Chicago, it was like, I felt all eyes on me. But I'm like, you, but I was like, you did this to me or I allowed you to do this to me. Um, So I, I, I guess I'm sharing that with you because as you're healing, for one, don't think you're going to heal overnight. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't because as you grow older, both mentally and physically and emotionally, you're going to come to different stages of accepting what has happened to you first acknowledging it and be like damn this happened and then it's going to be like okay how am I going to deal with this I got to accept that it happened and move through it you can't override it you can't move past you got to go through it people that say move past the issues that's bullshit you have to go through it because you need to work on you know experience what you didn't allow yourself to experience that hurt that pain that pissed off feeling and then you can heal from it. <clears throat> so it's it's a time frame. And I'm sorry that it, I want to say as your cousin that I wasn't there for you. Um, because I, I, I know what it's like to not feel protected. And all you have as a child is your family. And you're like, you're allowing this to happen. I remember... My hipsters, how are we feeling about today's show? Just wanted to take the time to say thank you for listening to the Vibing with Giselle podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Vibing with Giselle podcast. We appreciate your support. If you want to donate to the cause on the cash app at sign Bohemian Hipsters 2021. Links will be in the bio. That's all for now, hipsters. Enjoy yourselves. When I was four, starting four or five, um, there was a man that was 
in my life and he used to um to me and someone else that was my age it's not my place to name them but they he, he used to always tell us tell us give me a kiss and you know it wasn't like the peck on the lips it was like no give me tongue tongue and so now I'm now much older and I don't kiss I have never I don't kiss at all. Um, I will not, no matter how much I love somebody, I will not kiss them. They may get a peck, but I do not. I, and I, I honestly tell people, and people don't believe me, I don't know how to kiss because I blocked it. So I, I'm sharing that with you because I know what it feels like or a resemblance, what it feels like to have something that other people laugh and joke about and to really devastate and traumatize you. I've been in umpteen relationships and all that. And I don't kiss to this day. I will not kiss anybody. I mean, I kiss my children on a cheek, you know, a motherly kiss, but not in a relationship. Same. I've been in a lot of different relationships. And if I'm being honest, I don't know how to be comfortable with a man. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. I'm identifying that I've never known how to be comfortable with a man. Um, I was molested by both women and men. I had to make peace. Like, I'm, I had to make peace. Honestly, I, I'm going to therapy because I still have a lot that I have to release. I don't like that in my family that your business becomes gossip. That's true. And like, I've never, and so I'm so sorry. Let me say that um, truly from the bottom of my heart. I didn't know that all that, which is a hell of a lot, had happened to you. My mom doesn't even know, honestly. I know my mother, you know, um, even though we have our strained relationship. Um, I'm being honest, I know my mom fought herself for a lot of it because she didn't pay attention, you know. Mm-hmm. And especially with the weight. I think I've never lost weight. It's like losing weight really serious because I still carry that trauma. I still carry those bodies on me. I still, mm-hmm. even, I don't like being touched. Like if I'm having sexual intercourse mm-hmm. and someone's touching me too long or they're too, in, mm-hmm. like if they want, if they want me to please them more than, like, I don't know, I, I get freaked out. It's like, I feel like I'm being raped and molested all over again. And oh my gosh. I'm still learning, like, I've been married before, you know, and I never let a man in. I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. even my dad and I being in my life, it's just, being honest, no men in our family ever took the initiative to be like, hey, let me let me love on you. You know what I'm saying? Let me teach you some things. To be honest, I feel like once the men in our family knew I was gay, they ass ran like a motherfucker. They ran. <laughs> they ran and said, fuck that. I'm making peace with that. I'm making peace with still looking these people in the face. Because I think for me is I want to acknowledge it. And I acknowledge it on paper and I say it out loud, but I think I need to say it to the people because if not, I'm not going to truly heal from it until I tell these people how they hurt me. And it may end the relationship. It might not end the relationship, but I'm telling my experience. I forgive them wholeheartedly. I forgive people because we all have different mindsets. We all have been traumatized in our own personal way. So I can't. I'm not going to keep carrying these heavy as burdens. You know, I'm deserving of love. You're deserving of love, you know? And it's not fair to us to hold these burdens onto ourselves because we didn't ask for it and it wasn't our fault. This is 
<laughs> this is just taking me and I'm in complete awe. Like, it's just like, wow, I am so, so sorry. And I know that doesn't take away anything that you experienced, any pain that you had when you were going to that already fear, the thoughts that you had, the feeling of not wanting to be around because you, you didn't feel like you got the proper love. Like, I, 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 I'm so sorry for that. One thing that I don't like people say is I understand because no, if you don't understand because it didn't happen, right. you can, you right. can relate. So I can relate, right. I can, I can relate with you as far as having something similar, but I don't, I only know what you tell me as far as how much it hurt you and how it hurts you to the day. And you're the one thing like sexually, if I can say that your opposite of me is where I'm, I'm the type of person where I also don't like to be touched too long. Um, but I'm, I'm the type of person, like, for example, if I'm intimate with somebody, I'd rather have oral sex than you do. To, I'd rather do you than you do me. I don't want that. I, I mean, because yeah, it's kind of, it, 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 it's emotional for me. And, you know, I've had people say, come on, you know, baby, let me, nope don't touch me, you know, like, I, I'm just like that. And it's just kind of like, um, I've always felt that, you know, when I was going through stuff, and you say no to somebody like, hey, no, I'm not ready, I don't want to do this. And they kept going. It was easier to just let it happen than to fight back because they weren't hearing you already. And I've already been in aggressive relationships and this, that, yeah. the other. And but I being molested, being raped, being assaulted. I mean, it's it's if you have if someone has never experienced it, it's it's hard to describe what it's like because you it it, it beats at you as like why is there something wrong with me? Why is this happening to me? And and I must be fucked up. I must be something's wrong with me. And it's actually that other person. There's something wrong with them. I mean, I I've been in a relationship where, you know, you you role play, you do this, you do that. But then I've been where I didn't want to do anything and was still forced. I've had it happen in a couple of relationships, and. And that's one of the things that like you were when you sent me the request for tonight and was telling me about the topic. Um, it's true. It's about tra uh, traumatic bonding. That's yeah. a real, a real thing. And you have to, to get out of it. You have to acknowledge that it's happening first, but you, you settle on it. You get sunkered down into it into the belief that this is all that there is. And this person really loves me, but they had a, are having a bad day. And then they bring you some flowers or some candy or cook dinner for you or say, oh, baby, I'm sorry. And it just, the cycle just starts all over and over again. But I think what, what we fail to do as adults, that it's, it takes a community to raise a child. I believe in that. Yeah. And I think we fail to step up and step in when we see things happening, like, hey, that's not right. Or, you know, let me take this child. Like when I said that you were a, a, <clears throat> a happy baby, but it was sometimes annoying. It was just that, like, it wasn't that you were irritating, annoying. It's just that you always wanted to play. Like you were always happy. And for that to 
be lost or to be taken away or taken advantage of, that's just, it hurts my heart. I remember, you know, when I left, I thought you were happy, you know, a happy person. And like you always wanted to watch a movie or play or play a game or, you know, this, that, and the other. I don't know. It's just people need to wake up and realize that it's more than just you. Like when you have children, it's more than just you. Honestly, I wouldn't say my joy is gone. What's one thing I thank God for is mm-hmm. I'm still happy. You know, I, I went through the world and back and I'm st- I still try to find some kind of peace. Honestly, that's why I started the podcast because I had to find peace. I had to use my voice to release all this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I realized that life is a journey. Life is a mother loving journey, a tough journey. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on how you handle the situation. Our mm-hmm. stories is what has created the person that we are today and the person that we're going to continue to grow into, you know? So I realized that I haven't through some fucked up shit, but one thing, they cannot take our joy. Think about mm-hmm. it. We still try to find some kind of happiness and peace with the situation. We're still not close-minded to finding love, even though we've been mm-hmm. in those toxic relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. And... I'm not dating right now because I identified I have a lot of shit with me <laughs> <laughs> that I have to change. You know, I just want to release my childhood trauma because mm-hmm. if I want a man to properly love me, I have to learn how to properly love myself. Like we're clinging on to it. Because that's comfortable. Because it's although comfortable, it's yes. painful, it's comfortable yes. with what you know. Yes. And that that's, that's the problem. And I, I'm not saying with you, but just 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 in general believe me honey I understand because that's I'm much older than you and one life is uh it's a journey and and um I was listening to this one motivational speaker and they said the same thing it's not about how hard you get knocked down it's about you getting back up and that's the one thing that I'm proud to say I mean from being molested, raped, domestic violence, miscarriage, uh, having my child die, having, being homeless twice, you know, just losing everything, starting all over, like all that, I can honestly say, I'm still standing, you know? And you're right, that's the one thing that you have, nobody can take your joy. You can take, you can take my car, you can take my house, you can take my money, but you can't take my joy and it's going to be there for me. And no matter what I'm going through and just like you, I'm not dating right now either because I'm working on me because I need to get my past out. And the one thing that I love about your podcast and what's inspiring me is the fact that you know, you have a story, you have a story, it's your story, but you're sharing it. And that's important because you don't know what person out there needs to hear the fact that you keep going. And that person that says, damn, I went, just like in this one conversation, like how many things I'm older, I went through, you went through, you went through, I went through, you know, and it's just, people need to hear that because they need to know that just because, I won't say just because, because that sounds fucked up, but they need to know that when something happens, it does not have to define you. 
Yes, it hurts. It feels like there is no tomorrow. It feels like there won't be anything in the next five minutes, but you have to have belief in yourself and belief in yourself work and pick yourself back up. And that's where I'm at. I was messing around with this dude before. You know what he told me? He said, he was like, cause you know, I gained weight and stuff, right? And he was like, you know, you are so fucking beautiful. He's like, as long as you keep looking as good as you do, I'll keep fucking you. I said, you know what? Goodbye. I said, goodbye. And I, I, I was like, I can't, uh-uh. And I, and honestly, and this is so funny because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I've always been that person. Hey, I'm down to try anything once or right. So I had uh, one of those VR sets, right? Okay, I don't know what you all into or anything like that. So forgive me, cousin dear. I'm but... kinky girls. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're in the right place. <laughs> so, okay. So, you know, I had never tried VR you know, porn or whatever, right? Uh-huh. So, we, so we did that. I took my VR. Now, you know those Oculus sets. They're about, you get all the kit and caboodles. They're about, what, seven, eight hundred dollars right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I took it over there and everything. And after, you know, he said that to me, you know, I left. And I left my, my set there. I've never gotten it back. But I don't care because what that person said made me realize that I'm still accepting some motherfuckers to treat me like shit. I don't care if I weigh 100 pounds, if I weigh 200 pounds. I'm a beautiful woman, and I deserve to be treated like a beautiful woman, not like just some piece of ass that you just fucking and you doing me a favor. I don't think so, you know? And so I'm just sharing that with you because you don't need man, woman, both. You don't need anybody to justify or solidify who you are. And you are on the journey of self-healing, self-discovery. And, you know, it's important that, yes, you acknowledge everything that happened in your past. And like I said, you don't move past it. You got to work through it and go out on the other side of it, you know, and, um, so anyway, I'm sorry. I keep talking on and on, but. No, I love it. No, I love it. I actually, you know, you're, you're giving me wisdom. You know what I'm saying? You're older than me, so you're giving me wisdom. You know, even though I'm on a healing journey and I've, I've learned a lot at a young age, you, I still love information. And it, even like your words are so powerful. When the hipsters listen to this, like, girl, this is a beautiful episode. Like, I get, I'm getting emotional because it's so beautiful because we're healing, you know? And when we release this episode, so many people can relate to what we're saying like so many people so i'm proud of you for even opening up this much and just being so vulnerable shit like you see i got tongue tied <laughs> i got tongue tied because it's like damn like i acknowledge it but i haven't said it out loud when i said it out loud i was like damn this shit is fucked up you know what's crazy the reason why i've been so strong in my life like i had my breakdowns i never stayed down because i <laughs> i live in a fairy tale world in my mind that's the only way i keep pushing it's like i make Tough situations to go. Like, I turn it into, like, a movie or, like, a music video or something. <laughs> <laughs> Have you made any money off of it yet, girl? No. no, no. Honestly, that's what I want to start doing. Like, as a passion. So, honestly, I'm turning my pain into passion. You know what I'm saying? So, like... It has to be. It has, it has to, to be. be. It has to it be. It has to be. Yes. Because you just... People have different things that they deal with in life. You have some people that never see half the shit. 
that that you've seen, right? But all my kids, (laughs) my whole tribe, but all my kids and people that I come in contact with, and I'm sure it happened to you as well, and they say, you have a story and it needs to be told. Other people need to hear it. And, you know, I'm like, other people want to hear about me getting my ass beat for 18 years about, you know, you know, just different stuff. And, and there's like, it's not what happened necessarily. It's the fact that you're still standing. You're still standing. And that's what people need because our world right now is so fucked up on so many different levels, be it racism, be it drugs, be it domestic violence, child abuse, like on so many levels, we have lost our way. And the only way to come back to it is to reach out our hand and help uplift somebody else that's struggling. And so I admire everything that you're doing. And I admire the fact that you are sharing your story. It is painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you, my dear. It's going to be <laughs> painful. It's no, but it, it is. But you know what? When you can laugh, about something and you can you know so if you when you can laugh about something that you should be crying about right there you know that there is possibility you know what I'm saying that you know that there is hope and I could tell you I thought about um which is something you should think about too but I thought about writing a book right or telling my story and and I'm like okay how would you describe the different levels that you know, you and I have been through. Okay. So what do you say first? Okay. So this happened and I was a little bit shaken. Oh, damn. Now this happened. So now I'm rattled. Right. Oh, uh, uh, this happened. Now I'm fragile. Like, you know, I feel I'm losing myself. Right. And I've been to the point and I know, you know what I'm talking about, but I was broke. Like I was broke. And that's when I, when I lost my child. I did not know which way. That's a different story. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so you just say, you say to yourself, hmm, I've been shaken. I've been rattled. I've been at the fragile point, you know. Then I, I've broke. I just broke. And what do you have from that? You have to heal, right? It may take some time, but you have to heal. But in order to get through that, you have to acknowledge every step, every pain, every trauma that you've been through and if it's something like calling me saying hey Kenya you know what remember when you told me this that and the other that hurt fucking hurt me I just want to say I forgive you yeah that is that is I tell you people will be like what yeah I did that to the person that abused me yes for the longest time for the longest time I told him I was like no you cannot come around me yes and then I finally told him, I was like, you know what? I forgive you. Yep. You release it back to them. And I, I tell you, I did that to my mom. I said, you know what? I'm letting it all go. All of a sudden I turned, I think I was like 32 or 35 or something like that. And they say that's when you wake up and you realize a whole lot of shit, right? When you get yes. in your 30s. One day I woke up and I said, you know what? I'm letting it all go. And Giselle, I kid you not, I felt a weight come up off me. <clears throat> I also realized not everybody sees things the way you do. 
Yeah. And because I say that to say, and when I had my breakdown and went into the hospital, I had somebody tell me that never happened. And I'm like, well, you know, as kids, you know, things happen. So you may add a little something to it, but there's no way I was fucking in the hospital and nobody, and and that didn't happen. You know what I mean? And anyway, but people don't, if that other person, one thing that I want to say to you, as you hear and as you acknowledge your traumas and your, your milestones and you work through this, if the other person or persons involved also don't acknowledge it, you've done your part and you release that pain because now it's on them. Because yes. everybody, everybody, I don't care what faith you are, Baptist, uh, Jehovah Witness, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, I don't care what your belief is, Jewish or whatever. When judgment day comes, everybody will answer for what they have done wrong. And the one thing that I believe in, which is why I kind of stopped, I just recently started going back to church. So I stopped going to a Catholic church for a lot of it. But <clears throat> I always believe the one thing in the Bible is God is my judge. You do not have the right to judge me. Man does not have the right to judge me, which is why I've always lived raise my kids to believe to each his own as long as you don't force it upon me we're fine right and so I'm just going to say that's all I want to say to you is that don't expect everyone to take ownership for their part that they played in your pain and your trauma because not everybody's going to own it you know what? I learned at a young age when I did my part as far as acknowledging my wrongdoings. I understand that a lot of people are stuck in their ways and don't want to see change. Mm-hmm. Make peace with the situation. I release it to that person and I leave it with that person. I just want to say this to you. I am very proud of you and I do want you to tell your story. I do want you to share with the world who you are because your voice matter. Your voice was taken at a very young age, you know, and I want you to find your voice. When you start your podcast, you know, let me know so I can shout you out to the hipsters so they can come follow <laughs> you, you know. But your voice is meant to be heard. Seriously, your Thank voice you. is meant to be heard. You know, you are amazing. You're powerful and your story matters. You're helping the next generation of women. A, a person out there isn't going through the same thing that you were going through back in the 90s, you know. And hearing your story will help her get the situation or help him get the situation, you know. Your story matters because it explains you and also it's releasing all that shit, all that mm-hmm. baggage, you know, it releases it. Mm-hmm. I agree. The last thing I want to say to you, my dear, is I love you. I'm sending you a lot of hugs and a lot of love to you. And I want you to say, I also want to say is that I'm here for you. I know because of my own shit and trauma and things like that, I, I tend to become reclusive mm-hmm. <laughs> and and shut down but you can always reach out to me um may take me a little bit to, to reach back out but I am here for you I don't want you to ever feel like you are alone when it comes to our family um I'm your friend I'm your cousin I'm your family I will be here for you and give you the support and encouragement that you need and I do want to say that I admire 
your strength in standing up for yourself, who you are, what you believe, and your truth. Because you, like you said, you knew who you were. Fuck everybody else, whether they like it, love it, whatever. They don't have to. What they have to do is respect it. Whether now you respect it, either you fuck with me in my life or you respect it and just leave me alone. But they exactly. have to respect it. And that's how I'm telling you, I told my kids, I was like, you don't have to like it, you don't have to love it, but you will respect it. Yeah. And that's, that's, and I mean it. Um, and so I am here for you and I admire your strength and your courage with that. I admire your strength and courage, the way you faced and the decisions you made. Like I said, I heard third party, but with your cancer. And I just, I've always wanted to tell you that. And the fact that you are living way away <laughs> from Shytown's from original. Um, I just want to say, I do, I admire, and I, I am here for you. And if you have to nudge me a couple of times, just let me know if you ever want to talk. And thank, thank you for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. I appreciate you coming on here. And I say the same thing to you. I love you and I appreciate you too. And I'm also here for you anytime you want. And let me tell you something. <clears throat> Don't feel bad. I rather, I never took it to heart because when I got older, it's hard to deal with someone else's shit when you have your own shit going on. It's hard to deal with people when shit, sometimes you don't even know what to say to your fucking self, you know? So <laughs> I get it. I make peace. With, don't ever feel bad for choosing you first because you matter. You can't be there for me if your shit ain't right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> that's too much. Shit, I'm going to be Right. <laughs> shit. I mean, but shit, if we go if we go trip together, we can trip together. You know what I'm saying? But right. don't ever feel bad for trying to keep your peace or keeping your chaos away from people. This has been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful episode. I thank you so much. I feel like you have, girl, I feel so good. Like you said earlier, weight has been lifted off my shoulders and I'm pretty sure the hips is going to love this shit. You know, like, it's, oh my God, it's going to love it. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm going to link um, my cousin Kenya. Um, Kenya, do you have any final words to the hipsters? I would say keep going, never give up. And there is no battle that you cannot overcome and win. I love that. Thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. I love you You're and welcome. you have a great, great, great rest of your year. You too. Bye. Dancing on the edge with you, but I am not scared with you Could you remind me why I am here? I can only feel with you, I am only real with you So I need you to tell me that you love me some more Put your hands on my body, as my clothes hit the floor I know you barely know me, but tonight I am yours Ask me what do I want, I say whatever can cure this do whatever, I'm yours Do whatever can cure this loneliness Yes Do whatever, I'm yours Do whatever, I'm sure Anything, 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 anything to
What is real? Anything is worth me trying Will you be around? Will you be the one keeping me 